Welcome to today's Mishnah Yomi. Today, Mirat Hashem, we are continuing some really exciting Mishnayas. Maseches Peel, Perek Hey, Mishnayas Gimel through Dalit. Chapter 5, Mishnayas 3 through 4. So, Mishnah Gimel reads as following. as follows. In the Galgilin Bitofertiremer. So, this is actually quite a fascinating Mishnah because the Bartanura provides two dramatically different interpretations of this Mishnah. We are going to go with the second interpretation of the Mishnah, which the Bartanura says says as follows. He calls it the Perish Acher. In Ma'alin Ma'in Bigilgol Min Abar Lahashkos Es Asada O Lahar Bitsa Ad Shiamash Ketofeach Aleh B'Shashani Em Ba'im B'Shelalak Ibn Eshu Mafsid La'aniyim It's an interesting case here. And Mary says like this. You see, normally, if you wanted to go ahead and water the field, you would go ahead, if you had an irrigation canal or perhaps you have some type of dam, you would open up the canal or open up the dam and allow it to flood the field. So Rabbi Mayer says, you cannot go ahead and flood the field before the poor have had the opportunity to go ahead and collect their, to, to collect their leket. And of course, the logic behind that is, Rabbi Meir says, because, he says, ultimately again, because ultimately again, you cause a loss to the poor. So therefore, you can't flood the field while there's still potential like it on the field. The Chum, the Chum say, Matirin, they actually permit you to do it. Now, how could the Chum permit you to do it? After all, are you, aren't you causing the poor to lose out on their leket? So the Bartanur says, I'm sorry, well, the Mishnah says, Mipnei She'efshar. Mipnei She'efshar means because you are able to. Because you are able to do what? So the Bartanur says, so this is very interesting. No, no, no. You're not going to be exempt from going ahead and paying the aniyim or giving the aniyim their share. What the Chacham say is like this, that you could assess, you can make a valuation how much leket was in the field at that particular time. And based on that, I'll go ahead and... I'll go ahead and, um, I'll go ahead and pay the anim. So we have an interesting machlokas. So Rabbi Meir says, you can't flood the field because you're causing a loss to the anim. The Chachamim say, I understand you're causing a loss, but you can still flood the field because you'll still have to pay the leket. We'll just make a valuation, right? We'll make an assessment. How much leket do we think was potentially on the, in the field at that time? And you'll go ahead and you'll pay that amount in leket to the poor. Fascinating machlokas. Good. That's Mishnah Gimel. Mishnah Dalit goes on, and Mishnah Dalit says as follows. Mishnah Dalit says as follows. Um, yes, there's an interesting Rambam. Okay, no, we'll, uh, we'll leave this for a different time. Mishnah Dalit says as follows. Balabayis, Another fascinating Mishnah. Yes, you have a Balabas. Now, in this case, the Balabayis is a guy of means. He has wealth, but he's traveling. And what happens with Sarach Lito? So here's the following situation. Imagine a guy is traveling. And Baruch Hashem, he has money, but his money is at home. He runs out of money. He runs out of funds while he is traveling. So therefore, the Mishnah says, therefore, because technically speaking, he is on the road now, he has no money. He is considered to be a pauper, and therefore, he is permitted to partake of any of the of, of any of the charitable gifts. So you can take leket shichacha. Peya, Meiser, Ani, right? All this, remember again, Leket, you left behind the stock. Shecha, you left behind the sheaf. Peya is a corner of the field. Meiser, Ani is a tithe that you give to the poor. Rabbi Eliezer says, when you get home, you have to pay back the amount that you borrowed. So what's interesting about this is as follows. Rabbi Eliezer says, while you're traveling, you can go ahead and 
you can go ahead and take you can go ahead and take the the gifts to the poor while you're traveling. But when you get home, you have to pay it back to tzedakah. So essentially, what's happening with Kohen Rabbi Yezer is you could take a loan from tzedakah, but when you get back, you have to go ahead and pay it back. The Chacham say the Chachamim say no. Ani haisa ba'osasha. The Chachamim say something fascinating. You don't have to pay back the debt. You don't have to pay it back. Why? Because Lamaisa, at the time that you part, you, you had partaken of these items, you were poor. You were legitimately poor. You legitimately were a pauper. Because you were legitimately a pauper, you were rightfully entitled to these gifts. And therefore, again, at the time you took it, because you were entitled, there is no obligation to pay back later on. It's a fascinating machlokis. So here's what everyone agrees on. Everyone agrees on is that even though this guy will come the balabas, has money at home, because he doesn't have money with him, therefore, halacha he is permitted to go ahead and he's permitted to go ahead and take these gifts to the poor while he's out. The Shiloh says you have to pay it back when he gets home. Rabbi Elazar says yes, you have to pay it back. Chumsi, you don't have to pay it back. Now, how do we paskin? See, here's what's interesting. The Rambam, the Rambam in Hilchos Matnosanim writes. So the Rambam writes interestingly enough that halacha lemaisa um, you don't have to pay it back. He says you don't have to pay back. The, right, the, the man with money does not have to pay back the money to tzedakah when he gets home. Why? So it's interesting. So the Ramam says two things. Number one, because at the time that he took the gifts, he was legitimately poor. He didn't have money. Therefore, he was entitled to it. So why doesn't he have to pay back? So the Ramam says something very interesting. Let's say you have a general case of a guy who's poor and then becomes rich. Baruch Hashem, he was poor and then he became rich. Does he have to pay, once he became rich, does he have to pay back all of the money he took from Tzedakah? And the answer, of course, is not. It's not at all. Not at all. Because at the time that he took the charity, he was entitled to it. So the Ramam says, that's this case. The Balabayis, right? The, the, the guy was traveling. When he was on the road, he was legitimately poor. He didn't have money. He took the gifts. He was entitled to them. And therefore, Allah Chalamaisa, when he gets back home, even though now he has money, he's considered to be like a pauper who became rich. And he's not obligated to pay back the money. Now, interestingly enough, Interestingly enough, the other other posts can bring down that there's a midas chasidos. There is a certain, we'll call it, uh, uh, characteristic or or pious behavior, a certain pious behavior to repay it when you get home. So the halacha doesn't demand that you have to repay it, but ultimately, again, these amidas chasidos are an attribute, a behavior of piety to go out and pay it back. Just to close out the previous Mishnah, what about the flooding of the field? Are you allowed to do so or not? So the Rambam writes that halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, ultimately, again, you would be permitted to go ahead and flood the field and do an assessment for the leket that you may have destroyed and pay that to the Aniyim. So a little halacha lamaisa from both of these Mishnayis. Wonderful. We'll stop here. Mirat Hashem. Tomorrow we continue with Mishnayis. Hey and Vav. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.